0: You're now tuned into the hottest podcast in the world, the Stay Woke Podcast, right here on on thesonicbreakdown.com. Welcome to another Stay Woke Podcast, presented by thesonicbreakdown.com. I'm D-Ray Brinson, and today's topic for this episode is going to be about the top 10 albums. Um, I recently just put a top 10, two articles, one for the top 10 non-rap category, and then one for the top 10 rap category. And in the rap category, I also listed about five honorable mention albums that I really had a hard time uh, taking off the list, but didn't quite deserve that spot, So, but they did deserve an honorable mention. So let's begin it off with, uh, let's go with the non-rap category. Uh, the non-rap category, there was a lot of very, very good albums this year that, that came out. Let's start with 10 and we'll work our way up to one. Number 10 is Cataranda with 99.9%. I found this album very late in the year, but it's it has a very uh, infectious, upbeat feel. Production is is very upbeat, um, is, is the best explanation for it. But it does have an uh, essence of hip-hop and, and R&B in it with an uh, electronic dance kind of feel, just the energy that it's giving off of. Uh, so that was a really good album. I really like the song that he did with uh, Sid. That was a really good album. Uh, number nine was Drum, Big Baby Drum. This is his uh, debut album, or his debut uh, studio album, I should say. And it was a very good album. The, one of the standout tracks was uh, Wi-Fi. Uh, I just love that track with uh, Erica Badu. Anytime you can get Erica Badu on the track, it's, 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 it's usually going to be a hit. I thought that was a very good album. I, I just also like the feel of the album, especially in the beginning, um, where it's about get it yourself and, Basically, very motivational, but still in that uh, kind of R&B realm. Some of the tracks I didn't like too much would be "Broccoli" with a little Yadi. Uh, that just it, it 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 didn't really resonate with me. The number eight, we'll say. Then the number eight album is Bruno Mars' "24 Karat." I thought that was a a very good project, and it was very ambitious of him to take on that '90s uh, R&B feel and make it authentic and not corny. Some of the tracks to me are very very close to being on that corny edge, um but he just keeps it right above the intolerable corny level um if you if if you could say that there's there is a lot of tracks on there that again, like I said, that have the nineties feel that a new edition that candy rain voice to men, so for real though that kind of that kind of feel um is definitely definitely present on that album. I'll definitely check that album out if you like that type of feel and you're feeling like you're missing that in uh, music today. The next album is Maxwell's Black Summer Night. I've been really, really anticipating this album because I really liked the his first album Black Summer's Night um because it's supposed to be a trilogy is from what I, what I was when I first heard the first album Black Summer's Night, which black was the darker aspect of it, and then summer is a lighter feel, and then night um is supposed to be more of the sexual of uh, a feel is is what I believe is supposed to be the idea behind this three albums. We're finally on the second album, Summer, and it lived up. I, I will say this, though. I don't listen to it as much as I do Black Summer's Night, uh, the, the the first album, just because I, I tend to go to the darker, more gloomier production, and that, that was definitely felt on that album, as well as uh, it had our boy Scooter on the on the saxophone, so that resonated with me as a, another Morehouse man, and wanted to support that. And plus, the the saxophone on that album it, it was pretty great. So definitely check that first album out, Black Summer's Night, and then also cop the second one, Black Summer's Night with Summer as the capital. It's very well worth it. Lake by the Ocean, that's a very good uh, track. That that just it 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 has a an interesting feel that that continues and makes you want to continue to listen to it. So that is that is an album I would definitely pick up. Frank Ocean, he dropped that, an album kind of, it felt like out of nowhere, but we've been waiting for this album for a very long time. I think it was four years since his last album, uh, Channel Orange. Blonde or Blondie, depending on, I guess, the cover that you get, if it was with the E or the without the E, which I thought it was a very interesting commentary on uh, the masculine feminine aspect that permeates our society, even to the aspect that we tend not to even question or think about, that just little, little changes does determine what's masculine, what's feminine. And now with uh, transgender becoming more open and accepted, uh, I think people are seeing that, you know, those those sexual boundaries or the sexual lines of male and feminine are are not as well defined or or shouldn't be as well defined as, as we previously believed. And he touches on that uh, throughout this album um, Nike, very good song. It's uh, for me, for this album, the first half of the album, I enjoyed a lot better than the second half. So it wasn't quite complete for me to just continually go back. And so that's why I didn't make it higher on the list. Solange comes in at number five with a seat at the table. I thought this was a very well uh, done project as I stated prior on previous podcasts. This album also was my first introduction to one. I won't say my first introduction to Solange, but my first, Complete introduction to a complete album by her. My first singles, I heard songs. I heard things on the radio, but I never completely sat down and listened to a complete album. So this was this was an experience and a rather enjoyable experience of listening to her album. I, I really liked the thought that she puts into the compilation. It was a complete project. The interludes fit in perfectly. I really really enjoyed the interviews with Master P and the insight that he was bringing. And I felt it was enlightening and refreshing to see. Somebody that, based on appearances, you would determine or you would think is a thug or somebody that you probably that wouldn't add value as in depth in uh, a conversation that by listening to this, he is presenting in a format that you listen to him without seeing him. And you understand that that he is dropping some some knowledge. He is dropping some inspiration that if it was said from somebody else in a different appearance, it would be received differently. But the fact that it was coming from Master P. It, some people might be turned off if it was, if it was presented in a different light. But I thought that was very, very uh, smart of her to do that, as well as just the title itself. A seat at the table. Like we just want to 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 be there, be present. Um, I thought it was very thoughtful, very well done, and the the production and the songwriting and and her singing ability was was very well done. So I will tip my hat off to Solange on that one, and. I know the Beehive's gonna be mad at me, but uh, so far Beyonce hasn't made it made the list. We'll see if she makes a one through four. But number four, apparently she's not number four. Number four is Malibu. That came out very early in the year, if I if I recall. I believe it came out like in February, or March, and that album was so sweet. It was so nice. It was so refreshing. It it just felt you just it was an enjoyable listen. You felt good listening to it. You felt. Ready to go ready to just it just was a very uplifting feeling um, type of sound the the warm feeling the the just that feeling it felt like Malibu it felt happy refreshing so that was and I only heard about Anderson Pack on Dr. Dre's Compton album so this was my second introduction to him and it wasn't a disappointment as uh, F and Maddie stated on the last podcast if you haven't heard it, please check it out. Uh, for him, he he he's, he put this maybe as in the album of the year for him. So moving on to number three is an album that I did a review on earlier this year, and again it was a, the production that the I'll say the evolution in the production as well as the sophistication in the production was something new that I want well I won't say something new but something I didn't expect off of this album. And so coming into number three, it's Rihanna with Anti. The like I said, the production was elevated, sophisticated, well done. As well as Rihanna provided a what's the word I'm looking for a showed growth in her vocal abilities and understanding her voice. That's what it felt like to me that she understood her voice and understood the ranges and evolution or potential that she has and how to rein that in as well as develop control um, better than she has that I, that I that I've witnessed in previous albums coming in and number two. Would be no worries, yes Lord. That was a a wonderful, wonderful project. I I don't even know how I heard about it. I just found it and <laughs> didn't stop playing it since. Um, as Matt our F and Maddie said on the previous album, H A N is one of the standout tracks. Cutlass for me, I, I really oh I love that cutlass that that beat. Uh, it just it's infectious for me, and it did beat uh, Anderson Parks Malibu uh it it was a hard call though between those two um to to which one to put higher but i just felt like no worries and maybe it's because it came out later um and i've kind of exhausted uh, malibu but i still tend to go back to malibu very often but yes lon that album is very good i hope that they continue to do uh projects together him and um uh, no worries and um anderson Puck. and we are now at number one. Round of applause, please. <laughs> but number one is if you follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you'll know, you probably have a pretty good guess at what this album is going to be. Or if you listen to the last podcast, you have a good idea of what this album is going to be. And it is Childish Gambino, Awaken My Love. I thought this album was a, a, a work of art. I really, really, really enjoy this album. It, it touched on my old school sensibilities with the Sly and the Family Stones um, sound. There was, like I said, in the review, please check out the review that's on the Sundaybreakdown.com under the breakdown page uh, to get really more in depth of what, um, what I had to say about this album. But it has some prints. It has some Jimi Hendrix. It has some Rick James feel. It has some George Clinton. It has some Sly and the Family Stones. It has all of that wrapped up in it. It has uh, socially conscious uh, content. But that's not overbearing and and uh, too preachy. Um, it has more warm, endearing tracks like Baby Boy, where he's talking about his son. It has uh, happy or not? I won't say happy, but more uh, upbeat, like Have Some Fun. These are just and Zombie and Terrified. Whew. Man, oh man, I love, I love, I love those two tracks. Those are one of two of my favorite tracks on the album. Boogeyman, I, I really enjoy as well as the the commentary on. Police, uh, just the, the stigma that society, some people in society, which I, I just experienced actually today, of, of people assuming or just being afraid of you just because of your skin. And in that, the, one of the lines that stuck out in Boogeyman is, How are you afraid of me when you got the gun? Basically, saying that the police are afraid of us because of our skin, but if you take out skin color and you just put in the situation, somebody with the gun and somebody without the gun, the person with the gun should not be more afraid than the person without the gun. And and he touches on that in in a very interesting and artistic manner, as well as the the app uh, pathos that he came out with it that gave you an immersive experience of, of a concert where you're gonna get a three D view the visuals and the um the colors and and everything blended together perfectly because when you like I said when you listen to this album it's so warm it's a it's a warm and inviting feeling um that that was gained. Or that you used to see back in the 70s and 80s that is hard to hard to see now. But be Gambino proved that it can be done. So that was our top 10 non-rap albums of uh, 2016. Let's go down to the rap category. So the top 10 rap albums, and I'll go from 10 to 1. I'll do this one a little bit faster. Number 10, it's a late entry. It's uh, Kid Cudi, Passion, Pain, and Demon Slang. I really like that album. And in, in the aspect that it is dark and depressing, it is, to me, it's more reminiscent of the older Kid Cudi that loved with uh, Man on the Moon and Man on the Moon is, is actually what I'm thinking of, particularly. It has that more of a feel. But as Matt said, everybody, I can understand everybody not feeling that dark and depressing because it, it does have to be set at a certain time. You just can't put that on for me. Well, at least for me, I can't put that on it any time. But there are tracks that are uh, lighter and more hopeful, like the old track with Pharrell surfing. Um, I really do like the track with uh, uh, Willow Smith, uh, Rose Golden. That was very unexpected, how much I enjoyed how well they worked together. Number nine is Mink Jenkins, The Healing Component. Uh, as if you know and you followed me for for a while, I've, I'm a, I've been a big Mick, Mick Jenkins fan since The Waters. I, I still praise that album to this day. I think it's a very well-conceptual album. I really just enjoy that album, and I can play it almost anytime, anywhere, and and I'm fine. The album that came after that was The Waves. I did like that album as well, but I didn't like it as much as The Waves. Um, nowhere near as much as The Waves. This album, I like a lot better than I did Waves, um, but it's still not as good as The Waters. I do like the concept of love, of him spreading love, and then he's saying that that was what Jesus and basically what the Bible and God and what they try to preach to us about everything boils down to love and spreading that love. Because when you spread that love, you end up doing all the 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 positive things that they say in the Bible. Respecting your neighbors, thou shalt not kill. Th- those things, when you spread love, it, everything else comes to fruition. So I, I felt that was a very good concept, as well as the way that he broke the, the album down explaining the concept. Because um, it, it can be a more evolved, not I won't say evolved, but a more difficult, complex concept to get without the explanation. Number 8 is Mac Miller with the, the Divine Feminine where he he really stands up for women in this album in 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 an interesting approach as a more soft, gentler Mac, Mac Miller than uh, I, I would assume that we're used to or that at least I'm used to. And he approaches it from the perspective of if one if if God was a woman and would that change how we're acting and how we treat them and how we talk to them? But he uses he goes in it in a softer approach that that again was interesting and and I, I rather enjoyed I really enjoy the the track with CeeLo, the track with Bilal, the track with Kendrick uh, God is net na- God is fair sex is nasty and the 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 juxtaposition that they that they're going within that song is interesting and and the juxtaposition that it is with Kendrick's voice versus uh, Mac Miller's in the the soft versus the hard the Slower cadence versus the more chopped up cadence. I, I liked a lot. Number seven is Boss Too High to hot Hi- Too High to Riot. I played this album a lot. So that's why it made it so high on my on my list. It is a a album that has high replayability for me. I like the content. I like the production. It's you can definitely tell that it's that he's a dream fill artist, but he does not sound like J. Cole. What else I say? That. Is And and I'm not saying that in a bad way that he should sound like J. Cole. I'm saying it in a good way that he stands out on his own, even though he's writing over beats and production that I could see J. Cole using or picking up for himself. So I, I, I do like that. And it was my first time really having an introduction to him. And the content was clear. And I felt he did provide some introspection as well. Uh one of the tracks that initially got me onto it was the single Night Job. We did do a podcast on on this album as well as well as I I did a yeah so we did a podcast on it early in the year so check that out if you didn't. Number 6 is Schoolboy Q Blank Face. I really like Blank Face. I was anticipating this album for a long time and I wasn't disappointed. I like I like the fact that he gives you that gangster shit, but he also has thought about it. It it also has an interesting purpose at with, with with this album and the fact that he chose more instrument or, or different type of instrumentals um like the song with candace play i, I would not expect that from schoolboy q but he he rocked it though to toki knows too that's that's a standout track of course that part with kanye um i do really like the black hippie remix more than i do the album version i just really like the black hippie version I, and i like his last verse and I like the idea that he states, which I also stated on the podcast that we did about this Blank Face album, about the the concept of the people watching Alton Sterling get shot and just videotape it and how he's saying you wouldn't do that in the hood. Um, so I definitely say check that out and, and just think about what he's saying on that on that last verse uh, in particular. Number five, I had to. I had to. I had no choice. A Tribe Called Quest, man. We've been weighing, we've been weighing, we've been waiting, and we finally got it. They didn't disappoint. I was really excited to hear them 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 kind of pass on the the pass the torch to like J Cole Kendrick Earl Sweatshirt just them saying that and 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 letting the 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 real hip hop heads out there that might not know these um these artists that keep on saying you know hip hop's dead or there's no real good lyricists there's no MCs nowadays that you know a tribe called Quest a uh, A a group that is universally respected in hip hop culture that everybody else realizes that these young cats out here, and I won't even say that young cats because, I mean, they're not much younger than me. Well, some of them. But that there are cats out here that are actually paying attention to the words, paying attention to the composition, you know, doing their homework, really studying and and trying to perfect the craft. So I thought that was very, very important for them to to touch on. And I, I appreciated it. As well as the, the fact that they stuck to the, the A Tribe Called Quest. It felt like they never fell off. This album felt like it kind of came out right after their last one. Just the type of production. Even though the production sounds more old school, it still has a modern feel to it. As well as the content. Man, I mean, come on now. It's A Tribe Called Quest. The content is always there. From the tracks to Donald's where they are talking about social commentary regarding the election. And the bigotry or the, the bigotry-led comments um from Trump. So they touch on a, on a lot of things from there as well as ways to that they believe we should try to affect some change. So that definitely made it and it, it was also a little bit sad is the fact that 5 5 dog was isn't here to to see the success and and kind of relish in it. The number 4 is Run the Jewels and if you know I've liked Run the Jewels 1 and Run the Jewels 2. Um, so Run the Jewels 3 touches on on all of that and so, yeah, Run the Jewels has been an album, or has been a group that I like. Killer Mike LP and Run the Jewels Three doesn't disappoint. It came out very late in the year. If it came out, I believe Christmas, and I've been rocking that album for a minute since this came out. I like everything on the album. I can play the album front to back. The production, uh, LP stepped it up again. Killer Mike and LP killed it lyrically. I love the way that they go back and forth the same way, given that hip hop, that old school hip hop, but with current content. So number three, we have Chance the Rapper, The Coloring Book. Chance has had a hell of a year, man. He's had a hell of a year. This coloring book album was really, really good. It came out early in the year and I still listen to it. I go back to it often and it has a different it has a different different feel than most projects. It is uplifting. It is very I won't say churchy, but spiritually led. He doesn't hide his spirituality. He doesn't hide his religion, but he doesn't seem overbearing as well. it I do notice myself catching uh, a lot more of the religious uh, tones and undertones on this album than I probably would want to notice. I would like it a little bit to be more smooth where it's not as uh, noticeable. That's just my preference. But I think this was a very good album as as evidence that it made uh, the top three. And I, I just really like Chance the Rapper's style. I like the fact that he does his own thing and that he's willing to take the risk and put out his artistic vision in the way that he wants to put it out. Number 2 is Rhapsody. I'm not going to s- spend much time on this because if you guys know, I love me some Rhapsody, man. I've constantly 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 praised all of her albums um since we started the the breakdown.com as well as the Stay woke podcast. Last year, she was I believe number 3 or number 4 on the list, or number 4 on my top 10 list, and this year she's 2. Crown was a late entry again as well. But she hits on all cylinders. She's This album to me is, and I don't want to compare it to Kendrick, but I'm going to compare her in this regard, is that she's talking to not just two black people, but to minorities and empowering them. Not just telling them, you know, this is the things that are going on, the things that we see that is wrong, but ways to get through it and to persevere with it. So I, I can't say enough about that album. And it was really, really tough for me to put her at number two, but the number one barely edged her out. And the number one album is J. Cole, For Your Eyes Only. I just thought it was a very well-done project. The production is excellent. I just like the mature quality that he has to it. The storytelling is superb. The tr- the The title track, For Your Eyes Only, is a wonderful... I won't say it's a wonderful story, even though that it, is, that it is a sad story. It's told in a manner that makes you really connect in and resonate. Even if you haven't been in a similar situation you understand the loss and the pain as well as the the love that a father can have for a daughter or that a parent can have for their child, and that's universal. So that's the top 10 list. I just want to quickly go over the honorable mentions. We got Vic Mensa. There's a lot going on. T.I., Us or Else, The Letter to the System, Logic, Bobby Tar- Tarantino. That, I really like that album, but it's kind of a mixtape, so I, I couldn't I couldn't have it put in the top 10. Uh, Kendrick's Untitled Unmastered the reason for that is it was a very good album but it's basically a music dump I can't I can't put that over more complete conceptual albums um, for me and then the last one is uh, No Name Telephone that was a really really hard album not to put on the list uh, I really enjoy that album I think No Name has a has a very sweet voice it's, it's very pleasing to the ear as well and she has a it's a it's a nice feeling that you get from her voice um, not that you don't get that with other female artists but it's a it's a nice it's, it's really hard to explain but it's it's a comforting voice in, in in that regard so it's it's pleasant to hear but that's my uh that's my list so check out the sonicbreakdown.com com for more and again thank you for listening to the stay Woke podcast we appreciate it all and you know our motto live listen to some great music and above all love more and we out